This is Bright and Bubbly with Tori and Elizabeth. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. So we are just going to start. I am super excited to um, unleash the topic that we're going to be discussing. So Elizabeth and I had been talking about some topics that we wanted to um, speak to you guys about. And we just started thinking about like things that may not be taught well. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to go on like a little, kind of like a mini series, like every now and then kind of like pop up and say like, hey, things that are not taught well. But we're also going to provide solutions. So we're not just going to leave you with, here's what's not taught well. Right. But (laughs) we're going to give you some solutions too. So the first little thing that we discussed about and that isn't really taught well is reading your word or like Bible reading. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. But you know what I think would be really, really fun? Yeah. Would be to start with... The books of the Bible. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I teach kids. I'm a kids pastor. And one of the things that I have noticed is that there are kids that don't know the books of the Bible. And they'll be in fifth grade. And uh, and it'll make me go, okay, well, why don't they know this? Oh, they don't know it because they haven't been taught it in church or they haven't been taught it at home. And so for me, one of the biggest things the Lord's put on my heart during quarantine and COVID was I don't want to ever have that be said of me or the ministries I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. I want kids to know the books of the Bible so that when they get older, they're already equipped to not have another excuse to stop reading the word. Yeah. But actually be equipped in it. And so Tori and I started talking about the books of the Bible and how, hey, I memorized it. You memorized it, right? Yeah. And you memorized How did you memorize it, Tori? <laughs> Elementary school. And we had like a song and then we also had like a little poem to kind of break it up. Okay. So that's, that's how I memorized it. So I learned it um, in a Wednesday night program I was a part of at my church and we had this song and we even talked about how the Bible would never go out of style. And we (laughs) literally learned all 66 books of the Bible in order. And I will talk to adults nowadays And they still don't know it. So the first thing that's not taught well is that people don't know all the books of the Bible. Yes. And so how do you, how do you teach that? Well, one, we start with kids. We start in youth even. We still teach them and dive in and explain the word of God, but actually encourage people to memorize it. Yes. So as an adult, if you're a listener and you don't know all the books of the Bible, there is no condemnation. We will talk about that more later. Yeah. But take the time. Memorize it. There are so many songs and poems and ways to learn. And you don't have to worry about getting caught up in how to pronounce them. Because not everyone pronounces the books of the Bible the same. Yeah. So um, my little song even there's like a little bit of a rap to them. And so I always like <laughs> can like spew out some of the like uh, as soon as I go to Amos. Okay, actually, I'm just going to do it, right? Yes, so do Am- it. Amos is in towards the end of the Old Testament. And so then it goes like this. The song I learned was like, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Okay, I totally am not trying to sing. But that like you just say it really fast. Yeah. And, like creative ways of just learning the books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I love that with the Bibles comes a table of contents. So I myself am confessing to there are times in church where the pastor will say, okay, turn to such and such book 
And I go back to the table of contents to look up. Okay, this is on page 597. And I flip there. So, you know, and I've been in church all my life. So it's okay to go to the table of contents. Yes. I sing the song in my head. Okay, so you're telling me I need to go to Joshua. Okay, where's Joshua? Where's Joshua? Uh, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Oh, Elizabeth, you start with Joshua. You know where Joshua is. Find Ruth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yep. Oh my gosh, my song that's in my head from, I mean, second grade is when I learned it. And yeah, I just have it Yeah, down pat. So that's so, what I do. Yeah. So one thing that isn't taught when it comes to God's word sometimes, or it's just assumed, is like, hey, there is a priority of knowing how to read the word of God. Unlike other places where you can pick up a, a, a biography book or you can pick up a um, fiction book. You don't have to know always how to read it. But the thing is, you're going to get so much more out of the Bible. And so we encourage you, if you don't know the books of the Bible, memorize them. There are songs. I can't choose one for you. I wish I was that equipped. Um, But just knowing it, it's it's some good stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was one of the things that stood out to us is we need this. So I'm going to teach it to the kids in the kids department I work in because it's a necessity. Awesome. Yay! So, yeah. Um, But the next thing that tends to happen when it comes to things not being taught well is where to start. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many pastors and so many people have different opinions on where to start with the Bible and where to go. And for me, um, I, yes, grew up in a Christian home where I was reading the Word. But even nowadays, I will still ask the question, where do I start? I got done reading this book mm-hmm. in the middle of the Bible randomly because someone did a study or or my devotional stopped here. Yeah. Where do I start? Do I continue on? Or how do I navigate the season of life I'm in to oh, know yeah. what I need to be diving into? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the same. I'm in the same boat. So I will read a chapter or a book and then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now where? What do I do now? Um, and so what I always like to do is my favorite book in the Bible is um, Proverbs. Mm. It's got so much wisdom. And I mean, it's all highlighted up in my Bible. It just, I love Proverbs. And so whenever I'm kind of like, all right, well, I've read this book, that book. Now, where do I go? I always just go back to Proverbs. Mm. um, Because Proverbs has 31 chapters. So if you're in a month with 31 days, you could read a Proverbs a day. Um, and gain that wisdom. And so, and I, so yeah, I love, 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 love Proverbs. See, while you love Proverbs and Proverbs is definitely one of my favorite because I've done that as well when I've been stuck and not knowing what to read. Um, James, which is in the New Testament, is actually my favorite book of the Bible. I will sometimes divvy it up and I'll say it's my favorite New Testament book. But that one is actually considered the Proverbs of uh, the New Testament. It basically it's the wisdom literature of the New Testament, and so mm-hmm. I love James because it's a little even more simple than uh, Proverbs because it's only five chapters. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's my go-to. That even if I've read it a bazillion times, like I'll go back to th- to to James because I can always be working on what's coming out of my mouth with my tongue. Mm-hmm. I can always be working on um, living out my faith with actions and not just words and yeah. all that stuff too. What about um, our Gospels? Ooh, man, the Gospels are definitely a place that you can start because if you want to know and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, you can get to know him there. And so I know that there are pastors and people will actually encourage um, a different book. So not always like 
starting in Genesis. Um, but when you go into the New Testament, not even I've even had some people I've heard not even recommend Matthew. Mm-hmm. Just because each um, of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are written differently. That there's certain ones that are written towards the Gentiles versus those that were the, the Jews. So it's written differently. Ah. And so it's super cool how, like, if you want to know Jesus, read the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Get to know Jesus. Um, my sister and I joke about how we, uh, we're going to go and date Jesus now. That <laughs> is a joke, but it isn't in the same sense of, like, if I want to get to know someone, you search about them or you ask them questions depending on what the relationship is. Like if I'm, you know, looking up a, a movie star, I'm going to search and stuff like yeah. that. Um, if it's a personal relationship, I'm going to ask questions and stuff like that. And you can do that with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John when it comes to Jesus, all things Jesus. Because I think the Lord really knew. And I mean, like God really knows how to structure this book the Bible. Yes. (laughs) Like complete book because you have getting to know Jesus and then you go into the epistles and you hear about um, what Paul writes and it's a foundation on top of it. Yeah. And so I think if you're looking for somewhere to start, um, if you want to know about God, Genesis, bam, go to Genesis. Don't stop there. There are other books in that you will find God everywhere. Yeah. God's even found in Esther and he's never even mentioned. It's so beautiful um, in the book of Esther, like how that works. But go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yeah. Because um, like they're written so that you can know Jesus and that is the foundation of our faith. Mm-hmm. I would say um, another thing that isn't always taught well um, is – or I guess would be like an excuse is not having enough time. Yes. Oh, yeah. for sure. I'm busy. I have to wake up this. Oh, I'm a mom and my kids wake up right when I wake up. Or, oh, you know what? I don't allow myself a lot of time in the morning. Or at yeah. night, I'm too tired. Yep. There is every excuse underneath the sun can be used to feed our flesh or the enemy can use against us yeah. when it comes to reading our word. Oh, oh it's huge. Sure. Um one of the ways that I've been able to combat it in my life, and this would be like a solution, um, is if I have not taken the time to actually sit in the presence of the Lord, like sit in my word, um, whether that's a devotional you're doing or you're actually just reading scripture by scripture, mm-hmm. it would have to be listening to it. Because, I mean, most of us can connect our phones to yeah. our cars and you can do audiobooks. You can do mm-hmm. podcasts, right? You're listening to this podcast. Yeah. You can also listen to God's word. And what I'll do is we even had, um, it's called Word of Promise and it was recorded a couple of years ago. They have yes. um, the New Testament and they have like all these famous yes. people like record it. And so we have it on CD. We and do we'll too. Put it, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll put it in my car and I'll specifically only choose like the CD with Romans or like one of the other ones with like first or second Corinthians or something like that. Yeah. And I'll just have it in my car. And then when I put on the music, it's not music, it's God's word. Yes. And then I have that on repeat and I'll just go back and re-listen to the CD. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's it's a very easy solution. Yeah. Just listen. You know what I mean? So that, that excuse or that, yeah. I don't got time, honey. Right. We're driving, we're walking, we're, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning the house. Yeah. Now, so. still go go and read your word. Yes. Um, but I think also the way that listening works is each one of us are different learners. I mean, yes. Tori, you're a teacher. Some people are visual. Some are auditory. auditory. Mm-hmm. And so auditory, like readers, 
learners is what I was trying to say, can learn from that yes. because it's being read to them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so far, yeah, some of these things have been really simple, but just being reminded of yeah. solutions or reminded that maybe, okay, you got these things that we're bringing up down pat and you're good. But what if there's someone in your life yeah. that you are mentoring or discipling or someone that um, you meet and they ask you these questions and you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> um, I can encourage you, so-and-so, Sally Sue, to learn the books of the Bible. Hey, so-and-so, Sally Sue, um, have you read Proverbs? Hey, yeah. so-and-so, Sally Sue, like all those different things mm-hmm. that if this isn't for you, maybe it's to encourage it. you yeah. to go out and and remind people and bring up a conversation about the word of God. I think as believers, I will get into what's God doing in your life, Tori? What's God doing yeah. here, here, and here? But not go, hey, what's God speaking to you in the word word right now? Hey, what have you been reading? What have you been studying? Mm-hmm. Like getting deeper and diving into those intense conversations. Because even as we're doing this, like you're telling me what you've been reading or that Proverbs is your favorite book. Yeah. But I didn't know that until this conversation for our podcast. And we've been friends for a while. And yeah. it's not something that I come and ask you. And I think maybe that's something we need to change. Mm, I love that. Love that. That's a good little nugget. Um, I know for me, I also struggle with wanting to read my word and mm-hmm. then making it become like a checklist. <laughs> and I'm like, check, done, read it this morning. Now I can keep going on my day. Okay. And I like, it's just such like a, it's a push and a pull and a push and a pull. And it's like, well, Tori, are you reading this right now because you want to read and spend time with the Lord? Or are you doing it because you can just check it off because it's a part of your routine? Mm. So it's like that accomplishment thing of like putting in your schedule. Well, I think there's a balance, right? Yeah, there has to be. There has to be a balance because there's some people who won't accomplish things without a to-do list Mm -hmm. and um, need to know the structure to their day and planning it all out. And then there's those of us that don't walk in that at all, but really could use it. Mm -hmm. So I think the balance when you're saying this about the checklist is bringing back that relationship in every time that you read. Knowing that God's word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and that whatever you're reading can come and bear a seed that can be planted, grown, and bear fruit later on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that any amount of time is not a waste. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a waste and that we need to just read our word. And then on top of that, when it comes to your checklist, mindset-wise, you can change that mindset, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have to remind myself to step out of myself and my thinking and just realize that God wants to spend time with me. And so when I open up the word, when I'm reading, like he's spending and I'm spending time with him. Like Mm. that's what he wants, you know? And so just stepping outside of myself in that thinking of it's a checklist. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is what God wants. This is what you want. You are doing that. And then realizing because of that, because I spent time in my word, then I can go throughout the day and see God in my day and notice that, God, you were in this moment and then that moment and then that moment, Mm -hmm. you know, and just realizing that because I spent time in the morning 
that like set up the foundation for the rest of my day. I can literally envision just this word picture of seeing like Jesus going throughout your day, going about with you, like, you know, sitting in your car with you and all these things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to God's word, it'd be almost like him cooking a meal for you. And you're choosing to enjoy it Ooh. instead of skipping out on it. Because mm-hmm. he's still with you, even if you haven't read your word. Yeah. He's still with you. But I feel like it's like the, the, he's put in this effort for his yes. word to come alive and to feed us. And that when you actually read it and you yeah. sit down and digest it, it's like appreciating his hard work. I love that. Yeah. And like, and like, and that's just the picture that he gave me. Like I was talking like, I'm pretty sure like the Holy Spirit led that one. But like, of just when you're sitting and digesting it, it's him being able to enjoy it with you Mm -hmm. and the rest of the day. But it's, there's a difference when like, okay, growing up, my family's favorite meal was breakfast. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, even though we don't eat breakfast as a family, we'll do breakfast for dinner because oh, it's fun. that important yeah. of a meal because we remember it. Well, why not start your day with breakfast with Jesus in a sense <laughs> of like diving into his word? Yeah. Not making a checkoff list, except for that. Here's the thing. We do check off breakfast many days. Yeah. So it's okay that it is a little bit of a list, mm-hmm. but recognizing what it means for him when you're reading your word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I'm the opposite. I deal with more condemnation because I don't have a checkoff list. Mm. I've dealt with that many years of like, oh, I should have this structure better in my life or, oh, I needed to read two chapters a day, not one. Yeah. And these things and and then being reminded in Romans 8, 1, where it talks about, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Because it was talking about how Jesus paid the price so that there is no more condemnation. Yes. And how we get in our own minds and get stuck. Yes. Because it's not you. You're not condemning me. No. Yeah. Like, even if we were to have a conversation, like I said, that most of the time people don't have. Like, the one about, hey, what have you been reading? Even if you were to tell me what you've been reading and you have this huge list, mm-hmm. you're not telling me to boast per se other than maybe boasting in what you're reading in the lord like you're boasting in the lord Mm -hmm. um but i could on my own in my flesh choose going well look at tori she's reading in in samuel or second samuel second samuel Mm -hmm. you're reading in second samuel and oh and i'm not or and and bring it on where you aren't putting it on me god's not putting it on me i'm picking something that's not meant to be picked up yes And Mm -hmm. so I love that God actually combats that in so many different ways. And then um, later on in Romans 8, you know, it talks about that through all these things, we are more than conquerors in him, that we can conquer those thoughts in him. It's it's Jesus. So Mm -hmm. I'm more than a conqueror of that condemnation or those thoughts. Yeah. That just because I feel like I failed one day, I was talking to someone about it. It was like, you can have feelings of failure, but. Technically, no one's perfect, so we're never, like, completely... Yeah, we're never not failing. So we're... And so it's one of those things. It's like, okay, letting God's grace come on in. Yep. And moving forward, knowing what his word means and what we should be setting our foundation for every single day. Yes. Um, I have this... Another word picture. I love word pictures. (laughs) Um, Of the momentum of God's love 
and the momentum when it comes to different things that like I heard a sermon recently where um, they talked about none of us are perfect so we're not on the same level as God so he's always reaching down towards, mm-hmm. towards us no matter where we're at and um, how sometimes we feel like well if I'm reading my word if I'm doing this, if I'm not sinning, if I'm encouraging others, if I'm serving, if I'm doing all this, then I'm so much higher. The mm-hmm. thing is, is humans are the same level, laying several, same level playing field, but we are not to God. Now, no. in Christ, we are righteous, and that's a whole different conversation because and our sins are forgiven, and then because of that, we have right standing with Jesus. Yeah. But we're not on the same level playing field at all. It's, mm-hmm. If anything, it's only because of Jesus and what he did and the, the price he paid on the cross. And so because of that, we'll feel like one day we are higher than the next day because the next day I failed and I got mad and I it was the worst day of my life and blah, 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 whatever you're feeling. And... The same thing applies, though. If he's if God is reaching down, he's still reaching down, no matter yeah. how high yes. you feel or how low you feel. Because feelings aren't saved. That's another thing. I'll leave that just there. Some people um, may not understand that. But it's like our feelings can't drive everything. And no. sometimes our feelings, we put so much faith in a feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, the word picture I talked about bringing up a couple minutes ago... <laughs> was I see someone standing on a beach. They're standing on the beach, or maybe they're sitting on the beach, okay? And the water is crashing against the sand, and it's a beautiful sunny day. And far off in the distance, you see someone running, okay? And this person is running and continues to run and run and run, and they are aimed straight at you, okay? If there's momentum... Even if you move, they're still running. Even if you get out of the way, they're still running and they're going to go past you Mm -hmm. or something like that. But if you get up and you start running away, they're still chasing after you. I feel like that's what the Lord does. So often we feel like we're just stuck or or, or we're sitting. And so then we're like, well, I've been sitting here so long. I might as well leave. I might as well run away. I'm Mm -hmm. failing, whatnot. And the thing is, is God has the momentum that he is pursuing us and he's coming. He doesn't leave us. He's just chasing right after us. I I love that because even if we, like you said, say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to keep walking, turn around. God's not going to look and say, oh, there goes Elizabeth. She's walking away. Like, nope, he's still going to be coming after you. He's still coming after you. He's still reaching down. Yeah. Yeah. Still reaching down. And so, uh, yeah, we're talking about things that aren't taught well, but can I just say it's okay if... It's okay with these things when it comes to condemnation. We don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's okay that there is a checklist because, you know, we don't have to sit there. It, we are going to face a lot of things that aren't taught well. But if we sit there, that's the problem. Yes. If we overcome them, that's where the victory comes mm-hmm. in. That's where we can make a change and we can be a part of the cure for things to be taught better. Mm-hmm. And I love what 1 Corinthians 15.10 says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Mm. And like talking about all of this, God's grace is good. 
give yourself grace. Yeah. 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 And teach others. Mm-hmm. Encourage, build up. That's part of our bright and bubbly, um, you know, thing is like, even when in this series, we're going to maybe talk, you know, me and my lovely English, um, we're going to talk about things that aren't taught well, but we're not going to do it negatively in here because right. we're always going to have something bright and something bubbly. Yes. And God's word is both of those things. And that's actually how we can be who we are mm-hmm. is because of God's word. Um, so Tori, what is something since we already started into that bright and bubbly that's going on for you? Oh man. So I will say that my bright, my friend Kelsey has been great. We Snapchat each other. Um, and she's just given me some encouragement throughout this whole virtual teaching and like, she'll just snap me and be like, Hey, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you. And it's just like that where, cause sometimes you just kind of feel like a flop and just those like nice words of encouragement are so um, needed in this time for me. <laughs> um, and then my bubbly is sushi. I got sushi the other night and oh my gosh, I just love sushi so much and it was just great. So <laughs> that was my bubbly <laughs> because whenever I think of it, I just get so happy and I love sushi. All food is always, always going to be something encouraging and fun for me. So I can agree with you. Sushi is yummy. That's yes. awesome. Yes. My bright and bubbly is one in the same. I have the pleasure of nannying um, for a family of three little girls, and I can't tell you how much the Lord has just used them in the last two weeks, or weeks, um, really this last week, um, just to encourage me. And I mean, I've had the same job for years, so it's not like this is a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's just being able to see a different perspective of, and taking the time just to sit in whatever they're talking about and experiencing with me. I mean, they say some of the silliest things and talk about some (laughs) crazy stuff and ask me questions where I'm like, yes, no, I don't have that yet. And yes, (laughs) the different things in me. Yes, I'm in my 20s. I am not 40. Uh, Or the other day, the, the oldest girl was talking about how she's getting her molars in and how her mouth hurts her. So the second born daughter goes, oh, yeah, I have pain in my mouth because of my two freckles. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that didn't make sense. But the, just the, the joy that they bring um, would have to be my brain bubbly. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Go out, be blessed, encourage somebody. Bye. Bye.